Before we head into this week's episode of Ask the Caller Expert, we wanted to invite you to our next boot camp starting October 27th, Corrective Color Remix, a three-day free boot camp. You know, we only do these boot camps two times a year. There's three days packed full of free information of all things hair color. We'd love for you to join us on October 27th, November 1st, and November 3rd, all starting at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. To join us, head to expertcolorsolutions.com. Right on the homepage, you'll be able to sign up for the free event. We hope to see you there and on to the episode. Hello, hey, and welcome to Ask the Color Expert. My name is Elaine Travis. I am a career hair colorist, independent educator, and author of the book, A Colorful Journey. I'm here every week sharing tips, tricks, and stories that are all things hair color. Thanks for joining me, and let's get started. Hello, and welcome back to the Ask the Color Expert podcast. Today I'm flying solo. I don't have a guest today, so I wanted to get a deeper dive into some myths that I see being very prevalent in our industry that are keeping professional stylists from having the color success that they deserve. So at no fault to them, either starting in beauty school or at a manufacturer product knowledge class or a hair show, somewhere along the way, they were told these myths that I hear over and over and over that simply are no longer true and may not have ever been true. Manufacturers use chemists to create hair color. Most chemists have never actually used hair color. They're not colorists. Therefore, the instructions tend to be what is safe to protect the manufacturer and not necessarily what is most user-friendly in the salon. So one of the biggest myths that we've all been taught is that the power is in the developer. We fret over the decision when we're mixing our color. Do we use 10 volume, 20 volume, 30 volume, or 40 volume? And honestly, it really doesn't matter that much. And let me explain. If you were to take level five color on a human hair swatch, and take, say, a level 7N tube of color, and you mix it with 20 volume on one strand, 30 volume on another strand, and 40 volume on the third strand. When you're finished and you time them all for the same exact amount of time, you will see very little difference to the naked eye between those levels of developer. So these all these years that we're using developer and we're thinking that it has all of this strength, we're really giving developer way too much credit. Developer simply activates the hair color and lets it do its job. The power is really in the tube of color. So if you're looking for additional lift, look to a higher level in the tube, not a higher level of developer. Number two is we think that the level that's in the tube is going to be the level of our result. So for instance, I'm a natural level five and I have 50% gray. So I was taught, and most of you have as well, that if I want to be slightly lighter than my natural, 
not a big giant difference, but I definitely want to see a lighter result and I want to be as cool as possible. We were taught to reach for the desired level in the tube. So I would reach for a level seven. And because I have gray, I need a certain percentage of N neutral in my formula. So if I were to use a 7N with 20 volume on my level five hair, I believe, or I believed in the past, that that 7N was going to turn my level five hair into a level seven. Is that what you're believing when you're mixing? Because chances are, it may still be how you're formulating. In reality, that level seven tube is only creating a level six on my level five hair. Why? Because it's actually the difference between the natural level and the desired level. I'm sorry, not the desired level, the difference between the natural level and the level I'm using on the hair. Those two numbers, add it together and divide it by two, is the actual result that I'm going to get. Therefore, a level seven tube of color on a level five hair, seven plus five equals 12, divided by two is six. And if you haven't been introduced to the greatest tool, in my opinion, ever created for colorists, you need to understand the remaining pigment contribution chart and where a level six will land you in the lightning process. If you're not sure what that answer is, it's that dreaded orange zone. So I am not going to be a balanced neutral seven using a neutral seven. I'm going to be a blorange level six and very unhappy. The third top myth is that demi-permanent color does not last as long as permanent color. Oh, demi-permanent, it rinses out. It only lasts a few shampoos. I think a lot of people have confused demi with semi. Semi-permanent, absolutely. It will only stay in the hair for several shampoos because it's just sitting on top of the hair. It hasn't gone into the cuticle or cortex of the hair. It's simply wash in, give a little bit of a hue change, wash out. Demi-color, however, behaves very similar to permanent color the difference being the ability to lift. So the only thing more permanent about permanent color than demi-color is the unwanted warmth that it brings out in the hair. Otherwise, demi will last just as long as permanent, and that is something that I strongly suggest you visit because demi-permanent color can be the answer to all of those brassy results that you see in your chair that simply are not necessary. Sometimes using demi-color is the perfect option to avoid the brassiness, cover small amounts of gray. I cover up to 50% gray on myself and others using demis. And I just think it's the most misunderstood color category that we have in our color arsenal. So because these myths continue, we find ourselves jumping from product to product. How many times have you been on a forum on, say, Facebook, and someone says, that's it, I'm done, I need to change color lines, my gray just is not covering. To which I say, anytime there is a problem with gray coverage, it is most likely one of three things. Improper formulation, lazy application, and shortening of the timing. If you properly formulate, 
I would venture to say any color line will cover gray, but you have to understand what are the bases of that color line. One color line's ash could be a blue-based ash, while another is a violet base. If you understand your color wheel, you need to know. When you pick up a tube that says eight ash, what's really in that tube? Do you know? If you don't, it's time to say, I don't know, and I'm not afraid to say it, and I'm not afraid to get help. When we fall into this, I'll just keep faking it until I figure it out mode, we're going through clients like a boat with a hole in it. We just keep having clients land in our chair, trusting that we know more than we actually do. And then we're kind of experimenting on them, for lack of a better word. We're just doing things we've always done and not questioning the why behind it and not really understanding what's in the tube or bottle of the color that we're reaching for. If I were to come to your salon and you have a different brand of color than I'm used to, I would not feel comfortable just reaching for, say, an 8 ash or a level 9 beige because your beige might be super, super pink and lean towards a reddish beige where my line might be more of a golden beige. That makes a big difference. So I go out of my way to do the research and learn what is in the tube before I have any business using it. And I take it a step further by purchasing human hair swatches and trying it on a swatch before I ever try it on someone's head. And let's talk about that. You do something on a client and it turns out great and you can't even believe it. It was kind of an accidental fabulous. You see it on the hair and you make a note. One ounce of 9GI with one ounce of 9V. and Wow, that day, that turned out beautiful on that highlighted blonde. But what you didn't write down is the highlighted blonde, that was her first time ever getting highlights. She had beautiful, healthy, compact cuticle, zero damage, zero porosity issues. She was the perfect canvas. And then two weeks later, someone comes in who did a COVID emergency bleach their own hair out to the high heavens. It's at level 23 and on the floor. And you use that same glaze on her because it turned out great on Jessica two weeks ago. But that's not Jessica in your chair. And her situation is completely different than the one that it worked well on. So guys, these are not recipes. It isn't half a stick of butter, quarter cup of sugar, stir lightly, always will turn out that way. That is a recipe. These are formulas. Remember, hair color is not paint. Paint will be the result when you take it out of the jar and you paint it on the wall. It will be the color that you picked. If you pick up a bucket of purple paint and you place it on a white wall, you're going to see white on that wall. In hair color, if you pick up a tube of color that has a purple base, it is not going to make the hair purple. It is going to have the purple present at the level that you're using to combat the yellow that is naturally going to come out in the hair. So hair color meets you halfway. We talked about that already. It's the halfway point. It's what is present in the hair mixed with what I'm putting on it 
and together we get a result that is a mixture of the two. So the next time you go to reach for that tube or bottle or whatever you're using color-wise, whether it be liquid or cream, the next time you reach for it, really know what is in that tube or bottle and you will get a much better result. So chances are one or more of these myths you've been holding on to and you may be listening to this thinking, I'm not really sure that I believe this or hey, I need to know more. If these are only three of the things that I'm believing that are not true, how many more things am I believing that aren't true? So if you're feeling like that, we really hope that you join us for Corrective Color Remix. It's completely free and starts on October 27th at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Head to expertcolorsolutions.com and sign up today. We can't wait to see you there. Thank you for listening to the Ask the Color Expert podcast. Please subscribe and be sure to leave a review. For more information on hair color education, please visit my website, www.expertcolorsolutions.com. See you soon.